Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will trailer. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. <laughs> oh, I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have a question for you, Lindsay. Yeah. Were you silent or were you silenced? The latter. <laughs> I know the answer the to latter. that. It's the latter. The latter. Well, that's from the I teaser, haven't. so I don't have the actual clip, but in the actual episode she or the says, interview. The latter. The latter. The latter. The latter. It was the latter. Oprah not only proving she is the best in the business, but promoting, I mean, single-handedly turning Discovery Plus into a them in, in one night. I mean, I do, I do feel like, though, every time we get an Oprah moment, like that's for the public, a.k.a. not like pay-gated by a streaming app, everyone's like, Apple Plus Oprah, Discovery Plus Oprah. But like, I don't know if that many people go to those places, even though we are obviously obsessed with Oprah and we love her work, you know? But mm -hmm. 60 Minutes, CBS Oprah is the capital T Oprah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they wish they could afford that Oprah on a weekly basis because that is the Oprah that is for the people, you know? Yeah, and the more I thought about it, there were those, there were those rumors, those reports that like someone got paid seven million dollars where did the seven million dollars go they start off the show by saying uh, uh they are not getting paid for this okay uh, megan and harry are not getting paid for this okay okay no mention of like they're getting paid but it's going to charity or uh, no just where they're not getting paid but we had read in the paper that that they paid seven the million dollars for this interview where did, did they that pay money oprah? go did oprah make the seven million dollars or did oprah's company make the seven million dollars because if somebody this is... made seven million dollars but it wasn't megan and harry so who wasn't I'm willing to believe that it was Oprah who made the $7 million. Or Oprah's company. It was Harpo. Harpo. It was Discovery Plus. 
it was Discovery Plus. I mean, because who that's knows? where that's where her Sunday sit downs are going to be. They're going to be Discovery Plus exclusives. I know, and you and you are so smug as a subscriber. You're so I know. Smug. You're so smug. I was smug. on that train early. I was on that train early. Yeah. Well, now instead okay. of just watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of House Hunters, you can watch also Oprah. I watched so much House Hunters yesterday. It's such a good white noise. So we're not going to talk. <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, you're this. in it's more ways than one. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's true. It was such a good interview. Good interview. It's also very themy. We're not going to talk about it here. We could talk about it for an hour, and we probably will on our patron. Pop Treon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to do that. If you want to hear us do that, come to our Patreon. We have other breaking news to talk about, which just pales in comparison to Harry and Meghan. Everything pales in comparison to that interview. Everything. Especially the Grammy nominees. I know. Are we boycotting? The Grammys? No. What yeah. do they do? I don't know. They, they they shut out the weekend. They said, you know what? We're not going to nominate you if you perform at the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. I'm not boycotting the Grammy. I mean, I just, I'm, I would be boycotting them because they didn't nominate Blinding Lights for a Grammy or whatever. I mean, I guess you could boycott them just because they're boring. I was going to say, they'll, they'll, I'll boycott them by accident by just forgetting they're on. Like, oops, I boycotted, you know? We do always say, though, the Grammys are one of the best award shows simply because they have performances. Like, they give out two awards every night. Well, they're good they because good they just go oh, performance to performance to performance because they mm-hmm. have to get on these performances. But they release this list, and I have to say, some of the most Grammy-ish performers, I mean, it might as well be... Uh, it might as well be what's her face oh, ton times. What's her face? Oh my god, the most Grammy performer, the woman with the guitar. She's got a guitar. Oh, uh, not Colby Kelly, but the other no, one. No, she's got. She's not Tori Kelly. Yes, Tori not, Kelly. Oh, oh, it Tori is Tori Kelly. Kelly. Tori Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, Tori Kelly. Okay. Hey, it's Tori Kelly, and I'm back. Tori Kelly is not among them, right, which is shocking because it usually it's Tori Kelly fifteen times. Instead, we mm-hmm. have. Some Grammy beloved artists like Haim and, you know, uh, Marin Morris, I would say, is one of them. Chris Martin is one of them. Brandi Carlisle, who I love, is one of them. Brittany Howard, I would say, is one of them. These are like Grammy artists. You have people who were actually genuinely big this year. Cardi B, Dua Lipa, Megan Thee Stallion. Who else was big this year? Post Malone, I BTS. guess, was big this year. BTS. BTS was huge. Always Billie Eilish is always huge. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift was huge the hugest. Year. But, you know, you also have, like, John Mayer. John Mayer. He's just always around. The the who's, the kind of, like, wild cards, I would say, are Doja, Doja Cat, Roddy Rich, Mickey Guyton, who was big this year, but also country artist that we talked mm-hmm. about, Da Baby and Lil Baby as a one-two punch. They're probably going to do their song that they released together, I bet. Right. Oh, I bet. Will I watch it? Probably. I'll have it on. Seems mm-hmm. interesting. Is that this weekend, next weekend? I don't next know. Next weekend, next weekend. If anything, award shows, even though, yes, ratings are plummeting during the pandemic especially, but, like, award shows during COVID are interesting for the, like, how are they going to do it factor? You know, like, how are they going to do this thing? I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Like, what will it look like? What will it sound like? How will it be hosted? How many people will be in a in a room together? What we're will be so, recorded? You know, so like so shameless. Yeah, we're like obsessed with that. The yeah. aesthetic and the production of the Grammys is of interest, of course. It's like, will it be Demi Lovato in a room surrounded by monitors, like the architect in the Matrix? Like, maybe. I don't know. Could be. I want to see that. 
It's funny making all of America watch commercials last night. That was a real phenomenon. It's like everyone sitting down and watching like this interview with Oprah had to watch commercials and they were like, everyone was like, what? This is what commercials are now? Nurtech ODT, I have felt such relief. I am able to go about my day as if nothing happened. Nurtech is the- I just about died during that Airbnb ad that looked like it was like an in memoriam for yeah, dead gay people that? who went on vacation. Did you see that? <laughs> It was like showing all these clips of like, I mean, I was making assumptions, but it looked like a group of gay best friends. Yeah. And it, it looked like when I went to an Airbnb with my gay friends. And we all, and, and they all died. And it's like showing, and then like everyone dies because it's like fading and it was playing um, Forever Young. Wasn't yeah. it like, Forever I want to be, young. but like right. it's a like, remember sad, when we used to be, scary cover. Remember when we used to be young and go to Airbnbs together, but we all died. That's what it seemed like. And it was like, oh, the host made it possible or something. And then apart from that, it was just pharmacy yeah, ads. Did you also, see the, the thread yeah. of just pharmacy ads? You said, we made all of America watch commercials. We made all of Britain watch commercials. I know. Commercials and they were too. like, they were this is the what screens. ads are like. It's like Lanesta for whatever. It's like, oh, yes, that is literally what any program here. That's the only people that can place ads anymore are obscure pharmaceutical companies there was a british political podcast that josh listens to that he was listening to this morning and their expert claims that the God. royal family will not say one thing about this they will not release a statement at all that was interesting i believe that. i saw a tweet that had a photoshop of queen elizabeth on a U- in a youtube video and it said <laughs> time to come clean <laughs> and i was like yes american sensibility mixed with british never gonna happen i love that i just love that she did release a statement well again we'll talk about this on patreon but she did release a statement preemptively before this of calling for unity why can't the boys just get along yeah she could have called for that a couple of years ago but you know speaking of music and europe although i guess maybe not (laughs) europe anymore didn't they leave brexit Um, baby so (laughs) brexit baby Eurovision is actually happening this year. They're doing it in Rotterdam, which is where it should have been last year, which is where Lindsay and I really wanted to go last year, but they're doing it audience free. I know. So we might, I think we're going to have to just go next year to wherever wherever it is next year. Like we're going to miss, it sucks because I really did want to go to Amsterdam, which is near Mm -hmm. Rotterdam, but it's okay. We're yeah. we're gonna have to skip this year. We thought we were gonna have to skip this year anyways. That's but Eurovision fine. is fine. coming. I'm happy they're getting it together. They had literally a full year to figure it out, and they apparently have figured it out. It seems like it. So they said they've officially they're doing it in the same arena they were going to do it in Rotterdam, but they're doing it without an audience. They said a normal a normal Eurovision scenario A was ruled out, and attention has turned to scenario B, which includes all of the acts appearance at Rotterdam's Ahoy Arena. So it's gonna be in the arena. There just won't be a full audience i think there might be some people in there um but there's going to be like the live tv event the live voting there are going to be those weird hosts and judges it's gonna be great well, to judges, be fair eurovision already kind of works audienceless i mean yes. there is an audience and it's fun for them but i mean as far as like viewers at home don't worry i'll have i'll have a eurovision party and like by then hopefully <laughs> hopefully and i do think it'll be that- similar most notable performer now again we're probably going to talk about this at length in a couple of months when it's actually happening but um this is exciting because San this is exciting this is exciting because san marino if you watch eurovision you know they're like the cheesiest most underdoggy it just in existence people are like san marino what is that first of all people don't mm-hmm. even know they exist <laughs> and in eurovision they always send a bald guy in a suit who sings like a song that's like miss the wiggles you know like it's always very mm-hmm. confusing mm-hmm. this year they have a song from a singer or a group called sun hit i think it's a singer yeah it's a it's, it's a, a guy. singer sun hit yeah it's Sen-Hit. a woman no it's a woman 
Yeah, it's a woman. <laughs> International oh, Women's Day, Lindsay. Come on, sorry, don't try to erase her. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She has a scent hit. I think she actually was in Eurovision before because I recognize her name from 2011. Yes. Yeah, okay. She was in Eurovision in 2011. Her song was not good in 2011. It uh, is shocking. phenomenal this year. It's phenomenal this year. And it was phenomenal last year, too. But what's making news is that her song features Flo Rida. How Flo Rida got to Eurovision we don't know. Literally, we're gonna it's, find out. Uh, we sent our best and brightest. We they said we need somebody from America. We said, how about Florida, Florida, our favorite, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> no, but I mean, like we sent Florida. Yeah, essentially, we sent our we sent our biggest representative. If we were to do Eurovision, it'd have to be states, and we sent Florida to. Mm-hmm. We sent him to, to San Marino. And the song is great. He has just like, I mean, it's just like a normal radio pop song. Send hit, sing, sing, sings. And then there is a flow right verse. And then it's back to send hit. And I was looking up the Eurovision rules because they do change the Eurovision rules pretty frequently. That's one of their things. It's like, sometimes they have to be in English. Sometimes it's like, no, English. like the number of performers on stage, they change things a lot. It's very malleable, the rules. So I was like, what are the rules when it comes to bringing in guest performers? And like, I read all of the rules this morning. I was on oh, the you Eurovision read website. All of the rules I read to the Eurovision whole this morning? rules page. I read the full rules page. Aren't you so lucky that I wake up later than you so that you can wake up early and read all the rules to Eurovision? Yeah. And what did you uh, I'm learn? I'm so lucky. I'm very lucky to be with you keeping me by my shadow. <laughs> oh. But the. The Eurovision rules do not mention guests. They mention number of people on stage. Right. And they also say well, that, that... that had a big role in Eurovision, the movie on Netflix. You can only have six people on stage and you can only have... And one person can only do one country. You know, like... Okay, so we will be paying attention to Eurovision. I wouldn't say you're going to get updates every week, but you will be getting a Eurovision spectacular mm-hmm. event eventually. But S- Sen hits pretty interesting. I w- watched a few interviews with her today. She's Italian, has competed for San Marino twice, is just a professional singer, has released a few albums and did some touring work for some musicals, like mm. Europe tours of The Lion King and Fame and Hair. Mm. But this made me think about San Marino because I was like, you know what? Uh-oh. I'm 30 years old, so like I should know more about San Marino. I don't even know where San Marino is. That was something I had to... Ad- Lindsay, that was something I had to admit to myself this morning. Are you going to quiz me on this? Well, very quickly, because I didn't know, and I thought it might be interesting. And I'm being ve- I'm, I'm being as open as I can be right now. I didn't know where San Marino was until about I would be lying ago. to you if I didn't get awareness of San Marino when I started watching Eurovision. I didn't mm-hmm. have a huge awareness of San Marino before Eurovision introduced me to San Marino. The True. only things I knew about San Marino were that it was a very tiny country and that it was in the middle of another country. But I wasn't 100% you didn't know which country it was. which country it was in the middle of. So okay. let me ask you some questions. It is. These are some fun facts about San Marino, which, according to Wikipedia, has one of the lowest unemployment rates in Europe, uh-huh. no national debt, like and a budget suffers. Okay, like 12 fine. people, yeah. 12 okay. people. So it's a micro state in southern micro Europe. State. It's uh-huh. completely enclosed by uh-huh. which country? Do you know? Italy. Yes. Okay. Okay. See, I'm an idiot. Its official language is Italian. Yeah, I uh, knew that. It is the only country with more cars than people. Okay? 
How many people live there? As I said, 12 to 15. 12? 34,000. Okay. 34,000. That's, that's pretty Only 34,000. Sure. And it's, this is the last question. It's the fifth smallest country in the world. The first smallest country is Vatican City. Uh-huh. Vatican City is 0.2 square miles. Okay. Uh-huh. How many square miles is San Marino? Let's say like 50 square miles. 23.6 square miles. It's okay. teeny tiny. That's tiny for 30,000 people. Anyway, I just didn't know and these things. more cars. I love it. We're learning every day. No, That's I why Eurovision it. teaches you. You look outside mm-hmm. your own country and you learn mm-hmm. about the places that handled the pandemic better that are in other countries. <laughs> I know, like Australia, which we'll get to. So let's talk about Zoe Shug. Sug? Shug. Is it Sug or Sug? I don't know. I was supposed to t- it might you're be supposed Sug. to tell me. And her boyfriend, Zoella- Alfie Days. These are YouTube people. <laughs> Two YouTube people, and they are now expecting a child together. Hello, everybody. Um, A bit of a different vid today. Um, I was going to vlog, and then I was like, wait. Good morning, everybody. I am vlogging today because, I mean, I don't know if I really have a lot going on, but... Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. It's past the bank holiday weekend. You may have seen from the title of this video, Alfie and I have something super exciting that we want to share with you. We We are are having having a baby. baby. This is throwing a lot of um, Gen Zers for a loop, I think, because whenever YouTubers who I think are a little bit older than them sometimes. Yeah, they're millennials, yeah. Have kids, like their fave YouTube YouTubers that they watch, they all like kind of have little breakdowns, which I don't blame them. It's like like when <laughs> Katy Perry had a kid, I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it kind of, it's like, it's like your, not your peer, but in a way, because you watch them and it's such an intimate thing and you've been watching them for so long, you know? Oh God. She (laughs) has been YouTubing since 2009. She's been YouTubing for 12 years. Right. And she's only how many years old? So it's right. She's been doing it. Right. Since she was 18. Yeah. So she grew up on the platform. She's been in a lot of trouble on the platform before. The the trouble she's been in before are things like she... But these are like troubles that's like like (laughs) stuff that happens to teenagers. Like she drove her car. She filmed a video. She made a video while driving, and so many people, because she had millions of followers, were, like, outraged because it was parents <laughs> being mad that this girl was driving her car while filming a YouTube video, which is very dangerous. But her, she I know, but of all things to get point. in trouble about on YouTube, driving while taping, I'm like, it's but okay, this, fine. But this... Even at this point in her life, she had a, a spokesperson, and the spokesperson had to reach out to, like, the mirror and the mail and say things like this, quote, Zoe is an extremely careful and conscientious driver. At the time of filming, she was in mostly stationary traffic. She takes road safety, safety very seriously and would never do anything to deliberately her- counteract Stop. this. Okay, Stop okay, okay. It. Then she got in trouble a few years later because she wrote, Lindsay, she wrote the fastest selling novel in, I think, British history. Uh-huh. called Girl Online in 2014. Uh-huh. And everyone got mad when they found out she hired a ghostwriter. <laughs> um, so that was another that was another scandal that Didn't she, she was also, involved in. Didn't she also, she did a, a sex toy post. Everybody was like, how dare Just you? Now. Okay. Because again, she's growing up. This was right before the yeah. pregnancy announcement. She's growing right. up and like her, her She the, goes her by Zoella on YouTube. Zoella, yeah. Okay. Zoella. And people got mad that she and Alfie were like promoting sex toys on their social media. It was like best sex toys to spice up your sex life. Yeah. How do you guys think they got the baby? <laughs> Just wondering if you have thought about that. Well, this is right before the baby. This is right before so the baby. So they didn't know that they were having sex. Yeah. 
they they could have just it was easy to assume that it was a very chaste sexless sure 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 and then these two now we know promoted sex toys and got pregnant so mm. wow uh time moves time but this is a, but moves. this was a person that sort of this is a who that came up that i didn't even recognize like every once in a while like a, a youtuber specifically youtubers will pop up and you'll say oh i've seen them on my algorithm i've never seen this person this is no, like she's this never must be come very, up bubbly you know she's not she's not in my sphere my sphere is mostly trisha paytas but she's not in it mm-hmm. all my recommended videos are fucking trisha paytas i'm like what have i done but i'm also like click 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 what have i done <laughs> what have i, oh, done? What have I done? <laughs> done click 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 what have i done what have i done who's next on this hellish list today another two names i don't know and therefore sound hilarious to me uh here's the headline bisexual former bachelor star brooke blorton develops close friendship with afl player jed buse while romancing singer G Flip. First of all, we've got three names here. It's hard to pick them out, but one is Brooke Blurton. The other is Jed Buse. And the third is G Flip. Then you have Bisexual, which respond, which refers to Brooke, who is also a Bachelor star. Then mm-hmm. you have AFL, which if this is Australia, I'm assuming it's the it's Australia, Australia Footballer League, which is yeah, soccer that's what it there, is. FYI. Mm-hmm. And singer G <laughs> Flip. <laughs> which is soccer there, FYI. <laughs> The listeners are like, ah, yes, 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 yes. Adjusting their notes. Is G Flip a woman? Sorry, because I mean, Brooke is bisexual, so I assume they're saying G-Flip she's a dating a man and a woman, right? So G yes. Flip has to identify as a woman, right? The tabloids love Georgia the tabloids love bisexual Flippo. bisexual content. Yes, and guess where they were together? They went to the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras together on Saturday yes. to see Rita Ora perform. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Love that. But this is very much like bisexual panic, this headline. It's like, can you believe that this bisexual has a girlfriend and is also like talking to a hunky man? Yeah. Oh, my God. They can't handle it. I just love, I don't really care about what this is about. I just love the alliteration. I just want to say bisexual, former bachelor, star, Brooke Blurton. Bisexual, bachelor, Brooke Blurton. Well, we know that this headline is definitely going to be nominated at the Humies next year, for sure. I know. Well, thank God for I have sure. my pop. I have my pop filter. So when you hear me say "bisexual bachelor star Brooke Blurton," you're hopefully not hearing the um, what do you call it? The plup 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 plup. It's a word the for pops. it. But there's a name of it. It's called like plurs plasma plurisma plurisma plurisma. Oh, I didn't know it had a name. There's. Uh, there's obviously, there are three people we don't have to get into here, but I did want to know more about Brooke Blurton because she is a Bachelor star. So I was like, I'm assuming she's a Bachelor Australia star. And yes, she was a Bachelor Australia star. She was a participant on the sixth season or something, but she was in the final three of her season. And apparently... It's a called a plosive. Continue. It's a plosive. Okay, a plosive. Yeah. Right. Okay. I guess I did know that word. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, it sounds so, the way that it is. It's a word exactly. that means a thing that you, that you sound that you call when that? you say it. Sure. Yeah, totally, totally. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt you, but you were we were oh, talking no, about fine. bisexual Bachelor star Brooke Blurton. Right. We were talking about bisexual former Bachelor star Brooke Blurton developing <laughs> a close friendship with AFL player Jed Buse <laughs> while romancing singer G Flip. So <laughs> Your plosives are going to ruin the recording. So <laughs> yeah. she was in the final three. On her bachelor season, and she apparently famously left because she just straight up said, "I'm not in love with the bachelor." But she that's said, "I don't now love Nick." A few times, really. I think I've, everything on the bachelor that has like 
has happened. You know, I feel like that's yeah. happened. Maybe not in Australia, but it's definitely happened here, mm-hmm. I feel like. She was a contestant. She just said, I'm not into this. She said, I'm not into this. And she left, which apparently, you know, raised eyebrows. People were shocked by this, especially because she was in the final three. It wasn't like there was right. early on in the show. Right. Um, right. And, you know, right. She, 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 she also, she didn't come out like after. She was openly bisexual on her season of The Bachelor. Love so that. I'm sure that added to her intrigue. Uh-huh. Um, moving on. Moving on. What's going on with Francesca Packer? Why do I recognize this name? Because we talked about her. A few times, she is a common heiress. Speaking of Australia, she's a common Australian heiress, UK heiress. I always forget. Was James Packer Australian Australia. or Australian? James Packer, who briefly UK-ian. came into our lives when he dated Mariah Carey. Oh, well, actually, engaged her, and then I guess they never had sex, and then never got married because she was like, mm-hmm. "This guy sucks." But he yes. did take her on a lot of boats, which I think we all appreciated. I'm sure she appreciated. And this is his niece, Francesca Packer, who makes a lot of tabloid headlines because she kind of just like goes a lot of places, I guess. And now she's fucking her trainer, which I love. Fuck your trainer. That makes it so convenient. You know, they're there. You have sex, especially during a pandemic. Who else are you Mm -hmm. seeing? Mm -hmm. And also very sexy. You're, You're very you're being intimate already, you know. Well, you're also just like, that's a hot, you bring a hot person into your life. What are you going to do? And then, so she deleted her Instagram or something Mm -hmm. one month Mm -hmm. after saying she was dating this guy. (laughs) She's trying to keep a low profile. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (gasps) But she's in the middle of drama right now. Yeah. Well, she's always in the middle of drama. Shout out to our friend Meredith Haggerty's airmail airmail newsletter it's like a tongue twister she writes about she has a Substack newsletter that's about heiresses heiresses heirs and heiresses and this is someone who comes up a lot meredith wrote a little bit about how she and remember roxy jasenko who found the the, the pr person yeah she found the poopy on her street Remember yeah, the poopy. Thing? Yeah, she. They used to be best friends, but apparently they are not best friends anymore. Although somebody did ask Roxy about it, and she was like, "I'm a working mother. Like, I don't have time <laughs> for this." Or so, I don't know. She said something like, "As a mother of X, like, I don't have time." And it's like you have time for a lot of things, just not this. I guess not this friendship. So now Francesca Packer has a new best friend. His name is Jackie Mann, and he's a hairstylist. And they lived together, and she bought him a really expensive dog. So everyone's saying, oh, well, he's replaced Roxy Jasenko, and she bought him a $9,000 Cavoodle, which I don't even know what kind of fucking dog that is. A Cavoodle? Cavoodle. Like King Charles Caviar. Caviar. Cavalier. Cavalier Poodle. Oh, that sounds ugly. (laughs) Is that rude of me to say? In recent weeks, the pair have become inseparable, popping up in each other's Instagram accounts, arriving, this before she deleted it, arriving arm in arm at Mimi's restaurant in Coogee for their Melbourne Cup soiree, and even seeing Westfield Bondi Junction splashing $9,000 on a cavoodle puppy they co-parent together. That is the most Australian paragraph I've ever seen in my life. They look a lot like um, Labradoodles. Oh my god, sorry. They're, they're just... very cute. They're extremely cute. This dog looks just like I'm sorry. I you're hung up on this. I'm hung up on the Cavapoo. I Cavoodle, Cavapoo and other places. Cost $9,000. $9,000. They look dog. expensive. They're one yeah. of those dogs that just like looks like mommy and daddy have money. Um Apparently, you know. this was before she was fucking the Pilates instructor. This was mm-hmm. when they were living together in um Packer Bartham's sub penthouse in Darlinghurst Horizon building. Okay. What is it about Roxy Jasenko that irritates so many people? Surely not that the reality TV star and Sydney PR queen is smart and successful. 
so we have next back to america back to america god we're, i think we're back in america for the rest of the show until we go to rita right i think we just say it now we go to germany for a second <laughs> okay well um <laughs> let's a quick saying, stop no over in, a quick stop over in germany but for now we are in america what's more american than peloton ads than peloton instructors getting so famous that they get people magazine exclusives well that's what i'm saying this isn't even it's like this isn't even the woman who was the one who like got the vaccine because she was a, and then everybody mm-hmm. was like how dare this peloton instructor get the vac- vaccine or mm-hmm. whatever this was early vaccine early yeah. vaccine this was like a month ago uh this is a different woman and it's not even the guy that everyone talks about on twitter who's cody rigsby i know his name because it sounds like a porn name and- <laughs> i will also be commenting on a, a certain individual a certain ex-boyfriend that was dragged in this documentary. I won't be naming names, but I have also been telling you that he's trash. I've also been telling you that he wasn't the most talented uh, person in his band. And, uh, sir. This is a different Peloton person. This is an instructor named Robin Arzone, and she is not only a Peloton instructor, She's, She's a VP. A VP at Peloton. Right. She's high up at Peloton. Saddle in three, two, one. Take it in, take it off. <laughs> Remember when we invited discomfort yeah. into the house? Yeah, this is bull right here. <laughs> and I think that maybe explains, uh-huh, and I think that's maybe like one of the reasons this is a little more glossy magazine because she is so high up at Peloton, she probably has the Peloton PR army behind her, you know? Like, they're right. probably promoting her as this lifestyle person because she is this, like, powerful woman in business. She is a woman who was born in Philadelphia to a Cuban refugee mother and a Puerto Rican father. Her mother is a doctor who taught herself English by watching PBS. Yes, I'm reading this. Her father is an attorney and a former law professor. And I will say mm-hmm. the response is people who do Peloton do love this woman. Yeah, they And love Peloton her. themselves is like, yes, we're, no- we're known for that, you know, annoying ad where the man gave the woman the Peloton and also for people doing... By Biking in their an expensive bike in their home, but also we do have like a lot of inspiring people who work here or whatever. So mm-hmm. I get that too. Like if you're talking yeah. about like PR, it makes sense to me. You know, but she's, she's an ultra not... marathon runner too. Crazy. Yeah, I know. She's just like an athlete. She's just like one of those people who just like looking at her exhausts me. It's like, oh my god, you do so much. I know. She really does. She's like running, but she's also holding dumbbells and she's also on a bike. It's like, oh well, my god. Well, when teaching fitness is your job, the thing is like you do the fitness and you teach it at the same time. Whenever I do Peloton stuff, not that I have a bike, but I sometimes do their running stuff. I'm always like dying at how how they talk and exercise at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I get that that's a thing that you build, but I'm like. How are you? How is your brain even working? I can't even stand and do this know. podcast at the same time. I get like winded or tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And that's what they always say about running. It's like, you want to run, you want to jog at a pace where you can still have a conversation. It's like, I'm never going to get there. Yeah, there's no pace at which I'm I never can have a conversation. There. Sorry. No, I'm never talking while I'm moving. I've never done Peloton. I've never done a, a spin class. Peloton, Soul Cycle. Like, I've never done that. Do you think I'd yeah. be, I'd like that? Or yeah, I, I think you would like it. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you found this. This made me want to curl up into a ball and under the sand and bury myself at her wedding to her husband. Well, Drew we didn't Butler, even say, was, sorry, we didn't even say what she got the people exclusive for. She had a kid. 
It's like, it's interesting. <laughs> you didn't even say. It's like, she had a kid. She got a people exclusive. She had a kid. The kid's name is Amelia, Athena Amelia. The kid's very cute. She got exclusive photos. They're very good. The way in is because, oh my God, a Peloton instructor got people exclusive photos. The pandemic really has changed our concept of celebrity. But they are actually a pretty interesting couple, mainly because they're just kind of like rich startupy people. So like, she's really just a startupy person and he's a banker i believe an investment manager but in a way so, that also makes course, them less eligible for a people exclusive because they really are not relevant they're just like rich people and people and people doesn't tend to give that to those types of people that seems very page six to me this seems like a very page six thing picked up by people because they got an exclusive photo situation that was sold yeah. to them that was they clearly not sold to them they didn't i don't even think they paid for it i think they just got it and they were like uh-huh. sure we'll take this because these people just feel very page six to me. Like, he is an investment manager who she met at a speakeasy bar in Manhattan. In New York. They got married in Tulum, and they had a four-day immersive wedding experience, which I was like, what does that even mean? Apparently what that means is exercise. You have to go to their wedding and exercise. Mm-hmm. A 5K you had to do on their wedding day a 5k on their wedding and yoga at their wedding i'd no rather not imagine showing I'd up to their not. wedding you're like robin so good to see you she's like well the tug of war is over here we're doing planks before lunch lunch is like you know ceviche and then we're gonna run a 5k i'd be like bye <laughs> see ya could you just like sit on the beach somewhere and just like opt out of the activity i'm sure I there were know. people who were opting out of the activity you stay with grandma under the shade you know like that's fun Exactly. The wedding does seem tough. They also like our burners, which I think is perfect. They're burners. Mm. Kind of look at them and they're like, burning oh, they're man. definitely burners. They're burning yeah. man people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, you ready? Yes. Now. A Peloton? Give it up for our first time riding. Right. First ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. Five days in a row. You surprised? I am. 6 a.m. Yay. Rising with the sun. That was totally worth it. Let's go, Grace in Boston. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on s- other beds, I get mad. What is there I else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's It's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper, some people are back sleepers, some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by 
by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com who. That's helixsleep.com who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Moving on, Christine from Selling Sunset hates her co-stars. Another great American story. Well, the great conspiracy, <laughs> the conspiracy theorist in me says this is like promo for next season because they still haven't yeah. even confirmed if they're shooting the next season of Selling Sunset. Or maybe they did, but like there's no information about when it's coming out and people are kind of like, where the fuck is this show? Like it was such a phenomenon so briefly, so fa- so long ago. And it's like, we need some information about if it's coming back, when it's coming back, who's coming back or whatever. And... Mm. I think she is just trying to keep the like drama alive because somehow she got pregnant. I mean, I know how, but you know what I'm saying? She got pregnant and she's, she did a TikTok, which was really funny to Chris Brown's loyal. And of course, you know, that song and to the sound of that song, she checked the likes on her post about being pregnant Mm -hmm. and her co-stars had not liked the post. Interesting. Rochelle, mm-hmm. yes, sir, to Mr. El Musa and Mary Fitzgerald. Who yes. Is, uh, they did not like her pregnancy announcement, and she called them out Then yeah. hashtagged it. Lifestyle, trending, explore, viral, comedy for you, selling sunset, <laughs> friendship test. Christine is the is the friend you follow on Instagram who you mute stories and I posts. I know. But so how are you supposed to see this post? <laughs> It's not, I think what Christine has to realize, it's not that people saw it and chose not to like it. It's that they never saw it. I know. <laughs> you know, they Sometimes just I never Sometimes I want to tell people I know it. that. It's like, it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I didn't see it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But when you start, when you start on your muting journey, you have to be aware that is the consequence, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people notice when you mute them. Okay. Sometimes they notice and it makes for awkward conversations. Okay. Yeah. Am I saying this out of experience? Maybe. Yes, clearly. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you mute people, be prepared to suffer the consequences of muting yeah. those people. Yeah. Um. You gotta say things like, "I'm that- not really on Instagram that much." So. <laughs> 
Which, hey, maybe it's true, and I'd say good for you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. See, that's you're starting to say that from your perspective. I am not. But we have a we we have a nepotism alert. Sound the alarm. We do need an we wait. We need a nepotism alert alarm. Nepotism alert. Is it just Nicki Minaj? Pound the alarm. Pound the alarm. Pound the alarm. We have a new nepotism. Sound the alarm. Nepotism alert. Julia Louis Dreyfus sends enthusiastic message to youngest son Charlie for his role in the Amy Poehler directed <sighs> no. comedy drama film Moxie. Colon, yeah. So I think she, no. Julia said, yeah. And we're pointing out a new nepotism. Julia Louis Dreyfus' son is now acting in this movie. He is now acting. He's not the lead. The lead, hilariously enough, is Patrick Schwarzenegger. <laughs> But it's actually Hadley Robinson is the actual lead. But he's a big role in this. Sorry. He's the nepotism that's the big role in this is Patrick Schwarzenegger. The rest are less nepotism. I apologize. I said Hadley Robinson as though (laughs) that's a name I knew or you knew or whatever. She is an actor, but she's not a very famous one. She's new. She's new. Her biggest if, role so far is she was in Little Women, but it, she was like a very small role in Little Women. If you're our age, you would say, who's in this movie? And I would say, well, Ike Barinholtz, Amy Poehler, and Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha Gay Harden plays, want to feel old, the principal. <laughs> of course. No, of course. Marsha Gay Harden plays the principal? Yeah, Amy Poehler plays a mom, and I think Ike plays someone's dad. Well, Amy Poehler plays the main mom, I believe. A name that it's... I recognize also is Lauren Sai. Why do I recognize that name? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. You know why you recognize her? Why? <gasps> She's Terrace in Terrace House. House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Terrace House is in this movie? Well, now I need to watch. Lauren Sai is the iconic, how did I forget, Terrace House model slash actress who spoke fluently almost, like so many languages. That was her thing. And she was in Terrace House Aloha, which was the... Hawaiian Terrace House. The Hawaiian people think Terrace was House. The lesser Terrace House. But as far as I'm concerned, I'll take any Terrace House I can get at this point, which will be no more because so I she think was they cont- stopped doing Terrace House. She was forever. a contestant on Terrace House. She was in the house. She wasn't like a judge. Wait, there's no judge of Terrace House. Well, sorry, like the the the, the watchers, the, the people who were no, in the, the room. No, she was in the house. Yeah. She was in the house. Wow. She was in the house. But you said you started Moxie and you didn't finish it. Is it like an Hawaii? Is it like a te- is it like a movie for kid? Like it's a movie for teens, right? Yes, it is, it's a movie right? For teens. Okay. It's it's an Amy okay. Poehler directed movie for children. That's probably just like perfectly perfectly fine, right? It's that's, like that's, a that's high what school. It looks like. They like start like a like a zine, like anonymous zine, and of course it like kind of backfires. God, Lauren Sai is in this movie. That's so funny that I recognize her name but didn't remember. Okay, that's so me. All right, but that's cool. We're talking a nepotism that's alert, cool. and we've got one Charlie Hall. His dad is Brad Hall. His mom is Julia Louis Dreyfus. Moving on, Heidi Klum promoted her brother-in-law's book with a topless photo. Well, she wasn't really topless. She was topless under her jacket. Want to just read the headline? (laughs) It was very, Heidi Klum goes topless underneath the hot pink jacket as she promotes her brother-in-law. Bill Cowlitz's new book. Bill Cowlitz is the identical twin brother of her husband, Tom Cowlitz. Tom Cowlitz. (laughs) And they were both famous because they were in that. They look the exact same. They look the exact same. That is so crazy. They look sort of like a alt- Ed Westwick's, you know, that's sort of their, that's kind sort of their look. Of. 
Bill has more uh, facial piercing, so that's mm. how I would. That's how you would tell them apart. Heidi's husband has less facial piercing. They're both alt, but Bill's a little more alt. You know, right? Tom's right. a little more low key alt, but he's still got the you know, the facial piercings and the right. what do you and call those story, in the ears? Uh, uh, when you when you when you tragus? elongate the earlobes. Oh. Wait, you're saying they elongated no. their earlobes? No, well, he's got the piercings that are like the big holes in the ears. Oh, you know, gauges. Like, he's like, cool. He's gauges, like gauges, yes. He's like, um, cool. They're saying that Heidi met the brother before mm-hmm. she met her husband while she was filming I Germany's see. Next Top Model. And she mm-hmm. and Tom were eventually introduced by a mutual friend in 2018. Mm-hmm. He did a stage dive and all my models had to pretend to be rock stars. Oh, it was for a challenge. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Isn't it weird how America's Next Time Model has come up in the culture in this way that is just very much like it's here to stay as a topic? Like, I feel like I keep seeing the clips and references and people, alumni, and it's just filling the it's filling the culture. I, references. I don't want to... In a bad way. Everyone's like, this too, sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to give it too much credit. But I think it's a, a lot of it has to do with... it. It Dreaming. recently went on Netflix, like the early right, kind of fucked right. up you're seasons so right. went on Netflix. And it was like, we made them do what? <laughs> right. Like, what did we make right. these women do? Like, oh my God. Every meme is like, remember America's Song Model where they made the models like crawl on all fours, like, and eat garbage and then take a photo? Like, remember that? It's like that. Those are the things that did happen on that show. It's like, remember the America's Song Model when they literally had models do blackface? Like, it was, it was like... And it was just on television. It, yeah. I mean, there are certain things that are um, cyclical discovery. Like <laughs> every nine months, this horrible thing will vi- be go viral on Twitter again. You know, like America's Next Top Model is definitely one of those things. That's but I'm, it's right, been happening. Exactly. Yeah. And it's been happening more lately, I think, because of streaming. I think, though, um, the like the remember when America's Top Model did blackface thing opens the door to all the other crazy things, too, that they that they made yes. them do. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like then once that door is open, now we're just getting a competition of what's the craziest thing you can find from that show, which is mm-hmm. to be fair. There are so many crazy things from that oh. show. Throw right. a rock, hit a crazy right. thing, America's Next Top Model. And then you have Tyra out here kind of capitalizing off of the memory of the show while also apologizing for the memory of the show. So there's kind mm-hmm. of this weird dynamic where I'm sure she's like, quote unquote, happy that people are talking about the show, but also terrified because it's just one bad thing after another that she did on that show. Mm-hmm. You know? And she's like, enough about America's Next Top Model. Have you heard of Smize Cream? Because it <laughs> does have a Smize Surprise <laughs> inside the half pint that is $8 in Santa Monica. Have you been to Santa Monica to try Smize Cream? Look, I know what I did 10 years ago on America's Next Top Model is a little pro- is a little problematic, but my Smize Cream is not and is for everyone. The surprise is that it's not problematic. <laughs> yeah, the surprise is that it's fine. Speaking of Santa Monica, let's uh, move. Where did this happen? Sorry, I want to get the exact. Nikolai Bergman Flowers and, and Design in Los Angeles, which I think is actually in Hollywood. It's next to Cedar sinai Oh, it's in Beverly Hills. Beverly Grove. Sorry. What's the difference? Not much. Let's let's move uh, let's move east of Santa Monica to Nikolai Bergman Flower and Design in Beverly Grove. Beverly you Grove. said or Beverly Hills Beverly Grove. area. Beverly, Beverly Grove, Grove, where Entourage store Kevin Connolly, aka Turtle, you may know him, or Leonardo DiCaprio's good friend Kevin Connolly, mm-hmm. put the E in eruption. Oh wait, so he's not Turtle. He's E. Bobby. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I called him turtle. I didn't mean turtle. 
Kevin Connolly. Wait, but just funny because literally TMZ put was like telling you who he was. Like Entourage star Kevin Connolly put the E in eruption. And I'm like, wait, but he's not E. He is Easy. E, he's not Turtle. Easy. Oh, I'm turtle. sorry. I confused that. I confused the Entourage guys. He put the E in eruption after his car got towed at a flower shop and the stars and the stores banning him after the blow up. The manager of Nikolai Bourbon Flowers Design in LA tells TMZ, there's a podcast. Oh no. There's a podcast studio next to the this shop is- and they claim Kevin's frequently parked his Tesla in their parking lot, presumably while recording podcasts. I bet they're pissed. I and bet they're, they're like, pissed. And they're the understandably fuck? pissed. Just because you have a fucking podcast does not mean you can block our spots. Exactly. They left notes on his car. They said, stop stealing our parking. And then they called a tow truck. And he got pissed off, and he went into the flower shop, and he started getting mad at them. His Tesla. They took his Tesla to the tow to the tow house. Like, tow it's zone. just so. I mean, it's so. I mean, I would be so. I mean, it does seem like this flower company tried their best to not have to call a tow truck on E. You know, right? And he refused to change his attitude. And apparently, they and got kept... him throwing a fit on camera because now TMZ got it. They sent it Sorry. right to TMZ. Sorry. I mean, I know LA is cursed, top to bottom, left to right, east to west, north to sta- north to south. But imagine having to drive to essentially Cedar Sinai Hospital to record the podcast and park in a flower shop parking lot. Well, like, I wouldn't. I mean, if I had just... to, if I had to tape in a podcast studio in Beverly Grove, I wouldn't take a parking spot. I'd be ter- I would. I would be terrified. It's next to the Ivy. It's next to the Ivy. Oh my It's next God. to um, Georgetown Cupcake, Los Angeles. And really, I mean, it's just, it's its in the parking lot of Cedar sinai That's He got mad. They towed his Tesla. It's adding insult to injury. It was a Tesla. They towed the Tesla. And he yelled at them. Uh, and they said, call the towing company, which is, uh, I don't know. I will Have say getting towed is to, getting towed is stressful. I was going to say another thing about I just want to say, Angeles. to be fair, I've been towed mm-hmm. in New York, too. I've been towed here. Right. That's the story I was going to tell. One time I was put in char- you were oh, out of town no, that and was my so jo- bad. and my job was was can you check on my car maybe move my car if I have to move my car so I had Lindsay's keys is fine and the That was, was it was I, like winter, wasn't it? I think it was a day that I had to move it so I was like you were it gone. Was, wait, you know what was it was? Like, okay, we go were on tour. We were on tour and you came back earlier than me. I stayed later than you. I think you were in LA. That's what it was. And I, and was like, I okay, said, I, have to go move I said, car. oh, I'm going to stay late because I'm going to. Oh, I know what it was. I'm staying late because I'm writing this Cosmo cover. It was when I did the Hills cover. Oh, but the Hills, right. The only okay. thing I need okay. you to do is here are my keys. Can you just go check on my car? Because I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on staying this long. So could you just move <laughs> it? And it was the it was the scenario that you dread anytime you're put in charge of someone's car, and I guess or your own car. Uh-oh. But it's like Lindsay's like it's on the corner of I remember on the corner of Classen and Green. It which was is, across from uh, Clementine Bakery. From, it's across from Clementine Bakery, and I was like, well, I know exactly where Clementine Bakery is. I can go check on your car, and I might even get a coffee on the way. And so I <laughs> go there, and I stop, and I go to Clementine and Green. No, Classen. Oh, I feel and so Green. bad about this still to this day. And I and it's one of those things where like. <laughs> You go to the intersection and then just do like multiple 360s. Like we're doing 360, we're doing 720, we're doing add 360 to that and keep going because I don't want to keep doing the math. But like the car is nowhere to be found. And yeah. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure the car is gone. And also like this is an iconic, like you wouldn't have said it's across from Clementine Bakery if you had gotten the intersection wrong. You know, like, so I, I went I to remember exactly all the, where the adjacent car was. intersections. Yeah, I it was know. in front of that weirdo it building. Was, it was a construction thing that I missed. And it was gone. And I was like, Lindsay, I don't mean to freak you out, but the car is gone. And you're like, did you try 
that intersection, I was like, Lindsay, I, I checked every single <laughs> nearby intersection before calling you when there is no car. And then I just kept pushing the button. And then people definitely saw me on the street because I was like pushing the, the alarm button, just trying to get it to make a noise. And What's it was funny nothing. is that then that, that clicker died. And I think it's because I spent so much time trying to find my car that I was just overusing <laughs> the button, like constantly setting off the button so I could hear where the car was. Anyway, it your was car was fine. Stowed. We went to it was in the tow lot. If anything, I just paid for some long term expensive long term parking. <laughs> Where's the tow lot Dumbo? No, Navy Yard. Navy Yard. The Brooklyn Navy, Navy Yard. Yard. Okay. True heads know. Well anyway, you should was... you should know where the tow yard is for future reference. But it was I think the funniest thing about that was that I was like in a way, I, it, it was sad, but I was also like, oh, I don't have to move the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> the car is gone. The gone. car is gone. The car was gone. Hey, Lindsay, I know you're interviewing Heidi um, and Misha <laughs> Barton, but your car is gone. It's what was good car. was my thought was like, that sucks, but now I don't have to think about it because it's just in the tow lot and I'll just get it when I get back. And also, like, I'm getting paid for this, so it'll pay for the tow. <laughs> Final story of the day before we get to Rita. Nick Cage got married for the fifth time, baby. He is married again. What's going on in your life now that's that, that's really exciting? Um, maybe on a personal level or something. Well, I, I, I think I mentioned that it was very hard for me to see Rico after we all had dinner together at Peter Luger's. Right. Because what happened happened. And uh, she left New York and went back to Kyoto, Japan. And I went back to Nevada and uh, I haven't seen her for six months. And we were really happy together and we're really excited to spend that time together. And so I finally just said, look, I, you know, I want to marry you. And I, we got engaged on FaceTime and I, I got <laughs> her a, a black diamond uh, engagement ring. And because she likes everything she likes, her favorite color is black. So Nicholas Cage got married to the fifth time for the fifth time. This is fifth wedding it was a woman he's been dating for a while rico shibata and they've been dating at least a year because there's a photo of them together in february of 2020 like at a pre-covid event that long because he literally got annulment from his last marriage to that woman erica in like 2019 yeah like yeah two years ago yeah and that was, was that was a little days. messy and he was bad. married for four days i know that was a very messy situation but this relationship that was very rushed this is less rushed um sure and the way they got married in Vegas, obviously. Lindsay, can you name all of his previous wives? I know. Can you he name was, any of the four? Yes. Any of the four. I know he was married to Lisa Marie. Got Presley. it. Okay. And I know he was married to Patricia Arquette when he was younger. Got it. And then I can't remember any of the other women. I can't okay. remember any then of the women he was married to when he was like kind of washed up -y, I'm, a, I'm washed up and a swinging bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Then it went from Lisa Marie Presley because never forget he was obsessed with Elvis. That's why he married her because he was That's... like, I'm obsessed with Elvis. It's like literally, yeah. creepy, creepy, it's like creepy, literally creepy, my creepy, worst. Creepy, creepy, creepy. If I was like related to Elvis, my worst fear would be that men like this would come into my life. And yes, <laughs> he did exactly what the fear would be, which is like marry her for this like fantasy of like mm -hmm. being married to Elvis's daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Then he married Alice Kim was a waitress uh -huh. that was a big that was uh -huh. a they had a kid together they actually had right. a kid. their kid is um kal-el remember the yep. superman he's obsessed oh, with I... he's obsessed with elvis and superman which is right. the most right. that guy thing to be obsessed with <laughs> um right. then he married erica koike who that was the one that only lasted like a day six days and, and had an that was like oh we were wasted it didn't count we were wasted it was didn't count now he's married rico they've been together for longer 
uh, they have a 30-year age gap, which every every headline will talk about this, specifically because she's younger than his oldest son, Weston. Mm-hmm. Point is, they're married. They got married in Vegas, and they've been taking handsome cab ride, rides around well, Central it's, Park. We, it's weird to me. They got So they met in Japan. They've spent most of the time in most of the pandemic in Japan. In Japan. what he's... Yeah. I guess he was on a podcast with his brother. His brother is a podcast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because he's doing the Tiger King. He came back. I guess he came back to the United States because he's doing... The Tiger, the Tiger King, King show, yeah. TV show, which, uh, as much, however you feel about Nick Cage, it's pretty good casting to have him involved in that project. <laughs> let's be real. Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah, I'm being about, real. I'm being about real. I'm being how we real. feel about Nick Cage, and they, and so since then they've been in the United States. They were in Nevada, therefore got married in Vegas. But then what's crazy to me is the day after the wedding they flew to New York and got in a carriage ride. That was kind of nuts, mm-hmm. right? It's really weird. It's, it's a little really weird. weird. And the photos and are also... kooky. They're kooky. <laughs> there is, um, I got to say, there is much less awkwardness than there was with his last wife. Like, they do seem to be, like, very comfortable with each other in a way that right. he was not comfortable with his last wife. So it's like, okay, there's like... A, well, there was a lot of a... rumors about their... There were allegations and rumors of, like, fighting. Yeah, that they've been fighting. Yeah, yeah. But they look chill. It's if, if I think the weirdest thing about the photos is if I saw these photos in 2019, I don't think I would really raise an eyebrow. What's weird is that it's COVID, and this guy's in a Central Park cab ride in some like beautiful multicolored fleece next to his bride in a cowboy hat and boots and no mask. So it just like the normalcy of the kookiness is, I think, what's so strange I mean, about it. Like, if I you had know, to, if I had to guess whether Nick Cage believes in COVID, uh, the the likelihood of him thinking that's a thing is low. Come on, uh, isn't he also doing a movie where he's playing himself? That's about that's supposed to come out like this or next year. It's yeah, like some it's, meta it's commentary about Nick Cage that people it's really It's called, liked. you know what it's called? I'm going to find the, the name of but it. But like called, people um, are liking it. Like it got a lot of buzz. He's doing the meta thing. He's become, Nick Cage The unbearable so, weight of massive talent. Yeah, the unbearable weight like of massive talent. Like he's become such like a meta character in his own like story, his own narrative. Like he's just, and it's like an adaptation. Like he's just so out of sync. He's mm-hmm. too big of a of a persona or whatever that now he's he's done doing the meta thing where he's playing yeah. himself playing himself playing himself whatever 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 mm-hmm. whatever and also he has the um he has the vibe that's very uh bruce willis where it's like why are you doing so many things like why are you money. so busy and, and it's money. like oh this guy needs money this guy needs money this guy spends money poorly it's very yes. johnny depp this guy spends like, money on shit it's like like he's buying he's buying like michael jackson statues that are like thirty thousand dollars michael jackson owns statues or something in ca- yeah and like grave sites that are like big pyramids you know he he is out here spending money and that's why you have the bruce willis or I would say John Cusack, also Sheen, of why are they doing these movies that are, like, shitty? <laughs> like Because they is... need a check. <laughs> right, right. They've got bills. They have, <laughs> they have, they have lifestyles. And I think, I think the, it's, it's even more, it's even more it's interesting than just, oh, they need money, they have bills. It's like, no, they, 
it's a refusal to change their lifestyles. It's like a yes. refusal to adapt to not having yes. money. It's like it's, it's having a financial planner you straight up ignore calls from. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it is. You know, it's like oh, Nick Cage could downsize, but guess what? He doesn't want to. That's why he has like one hundred credits in the past two years. You right. know, like right. he will just do it all. Like he just it does take a toll on your like career when you do that because machine, people are kind yeah. of like what happened to this guy he's so washed up and it's like it could reflect nothing to do with nick cage he's doing this terrible stuff it makes him look like a bad actor even if he's not necessarily a bad actor which i don't mm-hmm. i can't speak to the truth on that i haven't seen mm-hmm. any of these things that he's done in the past few years but i can guarantee you that they suck <laughs> i think he is very frequently a bad actor yeah. i've seen him i've seen him be i haven't seen most of these movies that he's released in the past 5 years but i've seen him be a bad actor in plenty That's of true. stuff that came out That's when he true. was popular and yeah. i've seen him be a great actor in plenty of stuff so it's like I think that, but it's very clear that he doesn't care. He's that care. guy. He can flip it on like a switch. He's not out here giving his best for every single project. So wait, just before we go, Hollywood uh, life, Bonnie Fuller's Hollywood life. Now back mm-hmm. to Bonnie Fuller. The Bonnie Fuller owned and operated Hollywood life. I love it. Mm-hmm. International Women's Day. She bought it back. We love it. Yeah, that's She's great. a CEO. Okay. Says. What did Re- she say? Rico Shabata, five things to know about Nicolas Cage's fifth okay, wife great. amid Vegas wedding. And I want to hear the five things. Fair warning, them. they suck. Okay. Number <laughs> one, there is a big age difference between Rico and Nicholas. Okay? That's not a thing. Okay. Number two, Rico's wedding dress was a Japanese bridal kimono. Okay. That's number two. That's nice. That, that, that's not a thing to know about her though. Okay. But go no, on. No, it's nothing about her. Nicholas gave Rico a unique engagement ring. Rico and Nicholas met over a year ago. These are not things about her. How can I make this more clear to you, Bonnie? This is when there are no things about. This is when there are no things about a person. When they ready, are so ready for normie, the next one, no you're going to lose it. Ready for the next one? What? Rico is Nicholas's fifth wife. No, that doesn't count. None of That's these things count. That's a fact about him, not about her. So that's it. Five things that have nothing to do with him. No one knows how to do a five things. No one wants to do the work. Do the work. It's so frustrating. Do it's the so work. frustrating. Do the work. Anyways. I'm on this BuzzFeed article called Nicolas Cage just got married in Las Vegas to Rico Shibata. And it's all just photos of him. There may be like two photos of him with Rico. The other ones are just Nick Cage. Well, we have their we have their marriage license on the Daily Mail. At least they did a little work. They got the documents. They got married at the Wynn on the 16th of February. Nice. They got married at the Wynn. Yeah. They got married at the Wynn. They got married Yikes. at the win. That's also a that's also a cursed place too. They got Yuck. married at the win. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Okay, Rita is having the time <laughs> of her life. My God. Somehow. This I mean, woman Rita... cannot lose right now. Remember when she <laughs> I... was literally weeks ago, we were like, uh-oh, Rita's Even Rita's when she loses. <laughs> no, she can lose. She doesn't let it do anything to her. She is like, she is like Teflon. I didn't realize that when Rita was asked to headline the gay Sydney Mardi Gras, whatever, this is a mm-hmm. huge event. I don't think we even had the scope of it. First of all, I didn't know what was happening like next weekend. I thought it was like in the future. She got booked and then she did it. 
And it was such a big deal. It was like a huge party and show. And it got it was all over because people were like, look what's happening in Australia. People, kids are going to see Rita Ora perform. You feel like trouble. You ready to party with me? That's why it was bigger than normal, because it's like a big thing that's happening while whilst so much of the world can't do big things, you know? But it really proves the like, I would go, right now I'm so willing to go out and do stuff is that I would go see anyone in, I would go see the, the drop of a pin live at, the, at you know, yeah. any stage. I would just do, I would go see anyone. I would see people I had. I would see anyone. I would anyone. see Halsey headline a uh, you know, a a wedding to people I don't like. You know, like it would be. I would do anything. I'd go see. I'd go see that terrible Lord show again that we <laughs> that we went to at Barclays Center. I'd go see that again. I'm You'll so never forget that desperate. Lord show. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I would go, see Julianne and Derek Huff headline Radio City and a, an hour of just interpretive dance. I would go see. I would go see Julianne and Derek Huff just talk to each other on a pair of armchairs at 92nd Street. Why? I would see him do anything, you know? Like, I, I would see Josh Gad do Rent the Musical in full, in full at Barclays. What, what you got? What would can I, you, what would I see? One up that? I would think, can you one-up that? I would, go, I would go see James Corden do a one-man version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Just do all, not even a new version. He would just do all the parts. And I would see if like a five hour version because I'd have to watch him change outfits between every fucking okay. line read. Right, right, right. That's I what would I'd see, watch. I would go see food god Jonathan Chebin do a, a ribbon cutting ceremony at a Salt Bay spinoff restaurant oh in the Upper God. East Side. It's far from me. It's the point. <laughs> that one's pretty good. You got anything else? Is that the worst I'm trying thing to, you can hold imagine? Hold on, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. What's the worst thing I could imagine that I would see? Hold on, I'm trying to think. Um, I would. What would go. I see? <laughs> I would go participate in an escape room with Bella Thorne on my team oh. in in a basement oh. <laughs> oh. in Midtown. Oh my God! I would go eat hot pot. With Jesse Tyler Ferguson at a group dinner for all of his friends. And you. Where we all have to split the bill. And then I would be the one. I would be the one. I would go to a group dinner at a hot pot with Jesse Tyler Ferguson and all of his friends where everyone wanted to distribute the bill based on their own purchases. Where none of them wanted to do it evenly. And then I would be the person, I would be the one who would say, just give me your cards, I'll figure it out. I'll I'll figure out the split. I would do all of that right now. That's how desperate I am to go do things. That's like a that's like a horror movie. (laughs) And the server the server would come, I'd have like six Amazon not Amazon, six American Express black cards, and then my card up top, 
And then on the back of the receipt, I'd say, yeah, I wrote down the credit cards and the, the prices. on. Is that okay? Do you mind if we're doing that? And then the server would say, you know, we don't really like doing this, but I'm a fan of Modern Family. And I'd say, okay, I know. I'm, this is really, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's what I would do. Okay. So you just, that's a, that's a, that's fucking worse than Hereditary. You just did a, <laughs> that was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was scarier than Hereditary. What you just did was create something scarier than Hereditary. <laughs> Ari Aster is calling you to get the rights. <laughs> A new nightmare from the mind of Ari Aster. <laughs> so Rita, okay. The point is, is that actually Rita Orr is a is a actually a better case scenario than the ones we just provided, in which she was headlining this amazing, huge show. I think half the people here probably don't even give a shit about Rita Ora, but she no. was the headliner of this show, and she did put on a show. She wore, she put on her rainbow flag <laughs> accessories. <laughs> the bar is so low. She did it. She wore some rainbows. She looked good. Come on. She looked really she good. She always looks good. Ugh. She looked good. She even like went out on the town wearing like a My Fair Lady hat at LeMay <sighs> one piece outfit thing. She did a ton of press. She went on Sunrise Today, their Today Show. She went on the Jackie and Kyle, Jackie O and Kyle show. I know it's Kyle and Jackie O. Kyle and Jackie O show. You're here? How yeah. long are you here for? Do you go back in between and then you come back for live shows? God, or? God, no, no, surely not. I'm staying. I'm staying. God, quarantine. I'm just Shit, man. So... I can't imagine. Was it was it awful? <laughs> it was okay. You know, oh, there's, there's, there's pros complain. and cons. I'm not. I'm very grateful to just work. You know, it's it's just been such a hard time for so many people. It's lovely to be able to come here and and just find great talent from Australia. Yeah. When you're in quarantine, being a celebrity, do they give you a lover for the fortnight or are you there all by yourself? <laughs> I don't think anyone asked her shady shit, although I'll take a look. I, there was one moment they called awkward, but it's not awkward. Uh, she went on The Tonight Show and did Bang Bang a few weeks ago. She got a DM from a hunky tennis pro when she landed in Australia. She is riding <sighs> high. It's just, she's having the time of her life. We got to make nonstick pants out of like Rita Ora because nothing sticks to this woman. And she well, is carcinogenic. <laughs> no, she's not carcinogenic. She's not carcinogenic. Okay, fine. You don't throw Teflon out there like that casually. The new millennial pan will be made of Rita Ora. You know, like <laughs> the new Instagram the millennial girl pan. girl bounces back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with another episode of Who's There, our question and our call-in show. So call in with questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Support us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. We're talking about Megan and Harry on the Wednesday episode and whatever your VIP calls are over the weekend. Rate reveal some Apple Podcasts, please. Thank you to Katie and Eric uh, for our Rita theme song. And have a great week. Bye. Bye. You or Jayla? Yeah. to be famous.